0: tell us everything you wanna be and young share with us all of your dreams young gotta learn how to fight be yourself Back to Yin and Young, the podcast. Uh, this is uh, James, aka Young. I'm here with Daniel,
1: aka Young or Yin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is the first time we're doing it a uh, lot, well, in, in person um, here at in, in Daniel's place. Um, and I'm we're here with. Uh, do you you go by Robert or Robert J. Arnold or like how do you what, what do you go by Robert?
2: Uh, Robert J. Arnold is my full name But a lot of people call me Fox The War Fox You know, but RJ, you know But Robert J. Arnold That's the name So, you that's, know, whatever Okay
0: yeah, right. we're, we're here with uh, Mar- <laughs> We're here today with uh, Martial artist Robert J. Arnold um, So, I mean What we like to st- What I like to start off with usually is um, Basically, get a little bit of background your, your kind of your life story a little bit For our listeners um, And then, like just don't feel like uh, obligated to give too many details, cause this will be public. So just just be careful of okay. that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll I'll make sure you know to ed- you sure. can always let me know to edit stuff out later on. Um, so it's not live. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. All right. We're well, great. So, yeah. We're Making good. So, pressure <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick. Um, I'm going I'm a, so uh, here, yeah. Here's a little. I'll do a little intro. Um, I met. So I knew him as Fox. Uh, Warren Fox. Uh, Mr. Mr. Roger J. Arnold, I met him back in 2000, I wanna say like seven or six, maybe 2007.
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah so about 10 years ago, we met up in like an underground uh, subway station where like uh, he was practicing some moves, right? And what was, what was hella funny was that uh, he was doing, um, he was doing like uh, these martial arts moves and next to him were these group of kids like uh, doing hip hop, right? Uh-huh. So all these Taiwanese kids are doing like hip hop yeah. dancing, yeah. and then uh, I see uh, this black guy <laughs> doing like some traditional Chinese kung fu moves, and I was just like, "What's what's going on here?" And uh, and and his movement was good. And I was like, "Oh, hey, what do you do?" And he's telling me, "Oh, I do bagua." And then from there, it just it just like, "Hey, I want to." Oh yeah, show me some stuff. Wow, it's cool. And then. Eventually grew into like a friendship. I met his master Wu Guozheng in Xingdian area and um, And then we've just kept in touch on and off since like social media wise all that Um, And then my friend yeah, and then uh, uh, Since then he's like now he's got is like I met him when he was a single dude now. He's got kids. It's crazy. So
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) I know right I know time changes so fast, right? So yeah, it's been 10 uh, years. Yeah, yeah Ten year. I can't even believe it's until you said it. I didn't even realize it was 10 years already. I was like, whoa, really? So, 10 years since we met, man. That's crazy. Time seems to get faster as you get older, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's like uh, the way you process it or something, yeah. Um, yeah, I
2: something.
0: A- I was going to well, say is like a little bit, um, yeah. It, um, I, uh, what I'd like to hear is maybe a little bit about your background. You're from Seattle, right?
2: Uh, Seattle, and uh, but... Before that, I was in Ohio, and in Ohio, that's actually why we got into martial arts. Uh, it was uh, strictly because we were uh, defending ourselves. Okay. And uh, the area we lived in, yeah, the area we lived in had the KKK. Oh. They were uh, so. We, yeah, we went to the school with all of their kids. So our our dad was like, you know, from four years old, you got to start training martial arts, and uh, we started off doing, you know, like boxing and Taekwondo, and then when I got. Uh, it was something that for us, we actually had to use it a lot. I was lucky I had my, uh, my two brothers because that's the only reason why it really kind of became a, a community. It was like me and my brothers, my dad. And so we go to school. We have to use it. We come home and we research it. We talk about what worked, what didn't work. Um, so when we got older to around uh, 12 years old, we had a lot of uh, experience in how things used. And we knew it was very different than it was in the classroom. But it's the same. Um, but it, it kind of shows you that basically in the class, I think what you get is kind of the, uh, two dimensional diagram of how a technique works. And in reality, you have all these different things. You have people who are different sizes, uh, people who are of different athletic ability. And, uh, so, uh, to answer more questions, when we moved to Washington, uh, Eastern Washington at first, uh, we all started, doing uh, different styles. So I started, you know, I got into a lot of, uh, ninjutsu, uh, some of the Filipino styles, you know, some grappling, and uh, basically I was doing. By the time I was 16, I was doing what they would be calling today, uh, MMA. I just <laughs> had, you know, I had, the, I had the Bruce Lee idea and concept of just like, uh, you know, take everything that works, discard everything that doesn't work, and uh, I did that, and I I started teaching that at the university, uh, and I used to have a, spend a lot of time working with all these guys of different styles. Um, all good growth and development. Then I went to, uh, when I started, when I got to the university in Western Washington, I started feeling a climax in what could be done through mixing different ideas and concepts. It was like, it really started to reach a peak because my physical ability uh, was only so much. And I, I knew that as I got older, it wasn't I wasn't going to be able to keep doing things the same way. I, you can get more experience, but you can't get more youth, you know? So, um... Anyway, more questions came up. And then I, uh, I started seeing my brother, Aaron, he started doing Wing Chun, and I started seeing some of these other styles. The systems were so uh, logical. And if you, if, you, if you had a lot of experience fighting, you realize what kind of questions that, they were, that these guys were answering. Um, so we went into the internal arts, and I went into uh, Bagua, which is why I, I, I studied Chinese. Uh, learned Chinese in the university, was my major. Then I came over here because I knew there was nobody here who was teaching Bagua and speaking English. And then uh, I came here and I started training. I found my master, uh, Wu Gojong. And uh, he really opened my eyes to all the different uses of the the energy from from training. You know, it's like combat is, is the, the, what can happen, what can occur uh, is endless. But what you can do with martial arts, in addition to combat, uh, is also endless. So I kind of with, that was my journey, and I, I really was you know I was blessed to be able to have a a good teacher to show me a lot of these uh, a lot of these ideas and concepts are really like the way we see technology today, you know, because before it was utilized like you know for military purposes, and so but martial arts really is has never really had a chance to uh, come out, and so I was I was blessed enough that when I came here. I was able to find some of the uh, remnants of those, you know, those teachers. My teacher, and and that information, and, and so now it's kind of it's an honor to be able to continue that, passing that torch along to the next generation, uh, to my kids, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. You got the whole thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, like, so, Ohio. So the move from Ohio to Seattle. So that's like what what we talking about? Like grade what to what? Like from from age zero to like.
2: Oh, so I was uh, when we moved from Ohio. I think I was about thirteen, and then uh, yeah. So I like so basically up till 30, from zero to thirteen. I, that was all in Ohio, and then uh, from thirteen to about eighteen, that was Eastern Western uh, Eastern Washington, and then from about. Uh, 18 to 23. That was Western Washington, Seattle area. So that's why I say I'm from Seattle. But I kind of the most time I've spent in any place has uh, been Taiwan. I've been in Taiwan for for 15 years now. So oh wow, got, I know man. Yeah, and so, you're in your late 30s now. Yeah, 37. Yeah, okay. 37 years old. And uh, well, no, no, I'm about to be 38. So 38 years old in July. And then I've been training martial arts for 34 years. Wow oh so, like uh it's been quite a journey it's been a blessed journey man absolutely
0: so so dan he he's got two kids too because um, you I see your videos man, you're starting your kids young <laughs> you're starting your kids on like uh um, i
2: know yeah. it's, it's well it's yes yeah, it's the family it's it's i would say it's the family business, but it's it's definitely the the family culture uh our family has always had you know that's the way we communicate when we come home, we talk martial arts, we trade hands we talk about different weapons and ideas and, you know, fight scenes. I mean, that's, that's, that's our language. So for my kids to, you know, not understand that would be kind of weird. Like, so right away, but they, they just started imitating me, you know, they, they started seeing what I'm doing and they want to do it and I'm, I'm always doing it. So they want to do it with daddy. And that becomes our playtime. And uh, it's kind of cool. Cause I can really, I can already see them having their own uh, personalities and, and strategies, even though they're, they're two and three, but they, they really are, uh, they're able to understand a lot more than you think. So it's pretty cool.
0: Dan, your kids are two and four, right? Two and four,
1: yeah. I haven't really started okay. them myself. My older son, uh, I don't know if, if he's like, it's the coordination there is not right, not quite developed as, as much as the younger son. But neither kid seems very interested in, other than just like punching people. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, I know. Right, right. Because Dan, yeah.
0: Dan's so, background. Uh, you want to talk about your background a little bit, Dan?
1: Or? Uh, yeah, you know, I've always been interested in martial arts uh, growing up, and in San Diego is predominantly white uh, where I grew up, and the only thing that was cool uh, being Chinese was kung fu, and I, I watched a bunch of kung fu movies, Jackie Chan, Jet Li movies, and then I always want to learn, but my mom was like, "Hey, hey, no, you can't do it," because she wasn't sure where I can find a really good uh, teacher and by the time I turned 17 she's like okay you're old enough why don't you go find a school and I, I learned um uh tightly full or it's a southern system it's Li Fut. it's a what uh okay. external system and I did a little bit of tai chi at that yes, school yes. as well so that's that's predominantly what I've been studying I've dabbled here and there with judo and um white eyebrow um by May. But it's been predominantly a trolley fight.
0: Yeah. So I guess my my one qu- one question I was thinking about is like, um yeah, so how do you get your kids started? It just you would just start doing movements with them? Like do they instinctively know what you're trying to do? Or do Because like with the kids that age, like giving step by step instructions kinda tough, right?
2: Well yeah, I, I think but the thing is, um the way martial arts has been traditionally introduced uh, doesn't always make the best introduction. And so, like, you know, for, for my kids, like, I know that one day they'll get into learning the, the forms and, the you know, the different aspects of, of movement and developing power. But before you can get in mind to kind of do anything uh, repetitiously, uh, you got to make it into some kind of a game. You know, um, like uh, I can... I, like I can twist their hands around a lot of different ways, and they keep trying to get out of it, and they keep getting out of it, and they're eventually practicing footwork, right? And then I, I, I shorten them and restrict their uh, their movements. Or like when we do the sword fighting, it's best because they know they're trying to hit me, but in order to hit me, they got to get into a better position because it's not working. Mm-hmm. So I let them really just you know, I let them really just swing away, and the whole time I'm using my sword to guide and angle their sword so that their their attacks get more precise. And so basically it's, it's I'm using them to practice my own stuff right oh, it, it gives me to yeah it gives me to a higher level of, of of interpretation of movement because basically I'm doing it in a way that makes you do do it backwards and so that that way they they start learning it in uh, they don't and they they start understanding like well without a stance I don't have power so they start naturally going into their stances and if they get predictable then i I, I counter them for it <laughs> and uh, so they're getting a very good strategic mind I think kids are it, it really, And then other things are like you can just, you know, uh, disciplinary factors. Like sometimes I have them throw socks away, but they got to throw it all right into the same, you know, to the same container from a long distance away. So I'm working on that hand and eye coordination at the same time, and I'll throw socks at them and have them move out of the way of it. And it, they start to get a little bit of understanding of defense. So even now, they, they don't know how to really – they don't know what they're doing. But if another boy is like it's kind of picking on them on the playground – Right. I can just I can just say something and right away they know how to defend themselves. I'm just like, oh, just, you know, i am like back back away from that or, or, you know, pull on his arm and they're doing Kung Fu. They just don't know what it's called yet. Right. So, you know one, Yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't know exactly. They know we do bagua. They know that our, you know, my, my family is a, is a Kung Fu family, but they still don't have the concept of understanding of like a repetitious practice. So you got to you got to trick them into doing something repetitiously running back and forth, zigzagging, make any kind of game. Uh, that you can to develop that 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 balance, and you know you can get low with them. Uh, practicing with them though is going to be the best way. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, I'm... And oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, video games, man. Oh, video games really <laughs> help because, it's like, people really underestimate. You Know video games, but they're doing the movements that you know we do at home, yeah. Except for their acts like you know hitting each other, and they can say, Oh, this is how this works, this goes together, this makes sense. So, I think video games have been a, a very uh, essential tool because when I'm not training, they can watch me fight in the games and they know what the moves are.
0: Now, you're talking so, yeah, about they, like, they, they, yeah, are you talking about like motion capture games, or are you talking about like no joystick uh, using controller games?
2: Oh, joy, joy, yeah, joystick games, you know, they like to watch Street Fighter, they like to watch uh. We don't let them watch too much Mortal Kombat. It's a little too violent.
0: Yeah. You
2: know. <laughs> but Street Fighter, you know, the, the games where they can see uh, that were made with, with motion, motion capture. So you can see the guys are actually doing techniques. Uh, they, you know, it's, it's, it's still games, but every, I well, know, there's a lot of stuff in there that's real, or at least the, the, way, the, the way the technique is practiced is real. Okay. So it gives them a lot of good ideas and concepts. Yeah, so video games are very, very helpful. Okay. For, for me, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm gonna pause real quick. I'm gonna get a cup of water. Sorry, I'm, I'm being very unprofessional. Uh, <laughs> I'll be right back, man.
1: But I'll be here. No problem. No problem. I'm actually very All interested right. uh, in. Um, How are you doing? Dan? Um, oh, go ahead. Do, do your brothers um have kids and are they doing the same thing?
2: Uh yeah, well, what my oldest brother has a kid and yes, he's doing the same thing, but he's doing a different style. Uh, he teaches hot keto. Okay. And my second brother, my second brother, he's uh. Uh, he's he teaches Wing Chun, but he's also learning a lot of stuff. He's here with in Taiwan with me. So, but he doesn't have any kids, oh. and so he's yeah. So he's practicing here. We're we're all teachers though, but we just teach different styles.
1: How did you? So guys... I'm the only one. Oh, sorry, to interrupt you. Go, no, ahead. go, ahead. go, ahead. go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Your, your question. What
1: was it? Oh yeah, I was just wondering, like how you came to like select Bagua, and how your brother um chose Wing Chun, and how your other brother chose hapkido.
2: Well, so it's it's interesting because when we were younger, we all had different experiences using uh, uh, Taekwondo at first, right? And so it's interesting because I think, like, even if you're doing the same style, you don't nobody does it the same way. And so for us, what happened is we run into an issue with the technique. So I think we all we all got in the same situation. We all kicked the guy. The guy grabbed our leg, you know, and uh, threw us down to the ground. And then we had to get up and start over again. And so my brother, Eddie, when that happened, he got thrown to the ground. And then he got up and he just started wrestling with the guy. And uh, so afterwards, he went into more wrestling, hand manipulation, you know, jujitsu, jitsu uh, hopkido. He went that route. My brother, Aaron, what he did is uh, when he got thrown down, he got up again and he threw a a hand combination instead. So he went now he does a lot more hand technique stuff, uh, you know, Wing Chun and. Uh, you know the various styles related to that, and so more handwork. And myself, what I did is, I when I got thrown down, I got up, and I threw a a fake movement, and then I kind of countered with a you know with a footwork step, and then I just kicked him in the face anyway. So what I did was I got trickier. And uh, what I think Bagua for me, the biggest aspect of it is just like it's very deceptive. It, it makes you feel like it's going one way and it's going the other. That's how I think. That's how it works. So we're all in a sense, reaching for our own style, we just don't know what it's called yet, right? And whatever style you do, you're already reaching for that. So as soon as I saw Bagua, even though I was doing uh, MMA, you know, I realized, I was like, I'm doing the wrong style. This is what I need to be doing. And uh, as soon as I touched it, it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be, you know? And so that's, you know, life is is full of, uh, you know, mysteries and gifts, right? So, uh, but I, I think that once you find what you like, don't worry so much about what the world is thinking because the world is very confused. You know what I mean? Um, they they'll give you they'll give you advice on something, but they don't even understand what it is. And uh, that's what we got to be careful about because we're only around for a couple years. We're here on Earth for you know maybe maybe a hundred years if you're lucky. And within that time period, you will touch on things that are thousands of years old. And so if you can make a decision, you know, in two years about something that's thousands of years old, that doesn't say anything about, you know, the art or what you've discovered. That says more about your own arrogance. How could you assume you know everything about something in a small limited time walking on earth? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, yeah. So what I do is myself is when I see anything, whatever it is, whatever martial art or or, a Craft or, or uh, political thing, I take a step back. I look at it and I'm like, I don't know anything about this. I am just a you know a baby as far as time is concerned. So what can I learn from this? And if if at any point something seems to be wrong, well it's obviously not wrong with the style. It's something wrong with me, right? Like even when I did Taekwondo and you know I got thrown down to the ground, I got back up right away. I was like, damn, there's a problem with my Taekwondo. I'm not saying there's a problem with Taekwondo. That is arrogance. That's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you think you're doing everything right, you know? And everything? How, could, how how is that even how is that even possible? So the real answer is there's something wrong with your understanding of what you're doing. And uh, through research, if you want to, if you're if you're interested enough, you can figure out better ways to do it. Now, if you're just looking for an excuse to, because I, I think a lot of people now are looking for an excuse to be lazy, but it's very interesting because. We're not trying to be lazy in a physical way. People are very intense in exercise. They'll go and they'll exercise, they'll lift weights, they'll play basketball, but they won't think about what they're doing or why they're doing it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's – the laziness comes from you don't want to expand your mind. You don't want to understand your reality to a deeper degree. And so when you say that, like, you know – a style doesn't doesn't work, or, so, or something like that. What you're really saying is like I'm not interested enough in understanding more. I don't want to expand my understanding in that realm related to that, right? And uh, that's a very unfortunately that's an American culture because in America, you know, we grow up and we feel like every other country outside of America is is worse off. They're doing they're not doing this right. Is poor. They have these you know whatever reasons that we say so that we don't have to explore another language. Because we, we, pride, our, we pride ourselves in only being able to speak one language. We pride ourselves in, in, in what we don't know and understand. And we fight for it and we speak on it so uh, emotionally as if we are really well-researched in it. But the truth is, the more you understand something, the less emotional you'll be about it because you'll realize how much you don't know, and that's just humility.
0: Yeah, I think um, you touch on some stuff. I, 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 hey, I'm back. <laughs> you touch on some stuff that was yeah, yeah. that I've been kind of thinking about too recently. Actually, I've been listening to some self help books. Um, there's this one that I've been listening to called the uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. It's pretty good. Um, and yeah. one one thing is well, basically it boils down to like what what should you ge- what should you give a fuck about or what's 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 worth struggling for? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah because there's so much there's so much noise out there and if you try to do everything you're gonna get drowned but then by like all these people telling you oh this is how you're supposed to be great this is how you're supposed to live your life and if you get attracted to all these ideas then you're not gonna find out your own voice right and um another yeah yeah and another concept that is like this yeah this sort of um I, you know what it might be an American thing I it's because it, like it seems like we pride yeah you you're, you really hit it on the nose it's like we we pride ourselves in certainty like we're certain we're so certain about so many things yes. right yes but it's yes. not that's not yeah. true that's not humility because oh, man and with this Trump pres- like okay who's more certain than Donald Trump like real talk like let's get political here like Good. Yeah, sure, yeah, and, absolutely and, and, <laughs> okay. But it's 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 like, no, climate change, uh, I don't know, maybe you should look in the research Maybe maybe it might be real, you know, it's, you know, black people are saying it's real So <laughs> why yeah, are so many people right, saying, yes? Yeah, right. so there might that's be right. there might be something there, you know, like So I, I really, no, I, I get what you're saying for sure Like, yeah, Dan, you want to comment on that or
1: uh, No, I, I mean, you guys pretty much covered everything
0: <laughs> Yeah um, <laughs> yeah. One thing I want to yeah. talk about real quick. I, I, yeah, go I, ahead.
2: Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go, ahead. No,
0: go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, one thing I was kind of interested about is like, uh, growing up. Like, so you grew up with the KKK in your backyard. Is is that correct?
2: Yes, that is correct. They, they would march every so often. You know, like every few months they'd have a little march downtown and bring in the cameras and stuff and. uh so we knew they had to be like, you know, because they always wear their uniforms. So we they had to be <laughs> teachers and police officers and, you know, the whole thing. But, yeah, they were there, man. So, I yeah, home.
0: Our, to our listeners who can't see uh, Mr. Robert J. Arnold, he, he's a, a African-American and uh, we are Asian-American, obviously, <laughs> if you are one of our right, listeners. Right um, so, like, uh, yeah, the KKK and you're a person of color, that's that's no joke. Uh So, okay, that that drove your martial arts, like, so did you get, did you get into, you got into a lot of scraps, I'm guessing, yeah?
2: We, between me and my brothers, you know, I would say we've been in, you know, at least, you know, gosh, it's hard to really classify it, because some things are fights, some things are scraps, but you know, you know, at least dozens, at least three dozen something fights while we were still in Ohio. Because once we moved out of Ohio, we, we moved to Washington. And then in Washington, we also, we were next to Idaho, but that was where we were really to start, you know, we were able to start seeing the world as like how segregated it was because we told people in Washington about the problems that we had in Ohio and they didn't, they didn't even believe it was real. They were like, there's no KKK anymore. It's like, well, whoa, jeez, <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, so information in America. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's amazing how people are really so uh, separated from what's going on to the state right next to them. And then when we went up to, uh, we wanted to go to the mall when we, you know, when we were in uh, Washington. We go to the mall at in Idaho, and then we had stuff happen all over again. But at that time, at least we were able to see like, okay, we can, we can, we can get into it, or we don't have to. Like, I could choose to travel over to this place or not, you know. And uh, when you're at that age, like sixteen, seventeen, you kind of like, I ain't scared of you. I'm gonna find you. You know what I'm saying, right? You know, so you kind of get into the mentality a little bit until you figure out how you know that peace is priority but uh that takes that that takes a while to figure out well yeah and, uh, and, and, and was that go ahead
0: were you was there ever was your life ever in danger like to the point where like you 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 might have died or was it more just like fist fights nothing too serious
2: i think that the best way to to say it is everything can escalate right yeah now At myself, myself at the time, I was 12 in that area when we left. But my brother Eddie, he was 16. And my dad, I think he was like, you know, 37. So my dad, the things that my dad was running into, um, it was, it had already come. It wasn't like, this is not like uh, the movies you see in, in the South where, you know, people are lynching each other, Right. But everything has an opportunity to build momentum. So what happens is, it's not the fight, and this is why a lot of people don't realize, like, a real fight doesn't really end when you trade hands, right? Yeah. You trade hands once, and then later on, that fight's going to come into you again in another form. So the real problem is, is like how do you stop the momentum of a fight? And uh, what uh, happened with my brother, uh, he got into something, with some uh, over a girl the father got involved and then uh you know my dad had uh, plenty of times he had to wait by the door with the shotgun you okay. know and so that was yeah so that was kind of that was but that wasn't like it wasn't like that was okay it wasn't like uh people in the, in the town would accept a whole bunch of kkk people you know suddenly just you know killing black people so it was everybody kind of had to play these rules but the momentum was always building up so for myself being 12, I, I would, play, praise God, I was, I was in always just scraps and fistfights. When I got older uh, and we were in Washington, I think that, you know, fortunately we really, we got into some things, we got into some issues and situations, but I think we were always able to de-escalate it before the fight grew into something more. more. My brother was not as fortunate because he, you know, he had both in Ohio and in uh, Washington, Cause he's the oldest, so he ran into you know much more mature problems, and he had times where people were shooting at him, and uh, so in, in in Washington, so we had to go back to you know to Cincinnati uh, with our with our grandma. So it just, I <clears> think <throat> your life is always in danger, but it depends on if you want to go there or not. And I, for for the most part, I just like I prefer. I think when you train a lot, you don't have to use so much force, and that. Shows you how to uh, stop a situation without escalating it. See, like that's and that's kind of the reason why I went into internal arts, because you don't really have an option if you're gonna if your only thing you have is striking and hitting somebody, then no matter what, this fight is guaranteed to escalate. Yeah, you understand? It's guaranteed to escalate. But if if you start to figure out other ways where you can stand in postures to make people miss, make people fall down, and you know choke them out or whatever, wrist lock them. All that stuff, you can end a problem without even making him look bad. And so he's not going to be thinking about you. Uh, you know, like I said, my, one other fight my brother got in with the uh, – he kicked this guy, you know, in the face and fractured his jaw in three places. And uh, after that, the guy almost died in the hospital, right? Oh, wow. And, yeah, so after that happened, it was like, whoa. We all kind of took a reflection uh, of what are we – what is this stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what is this stuff? It's like, well, I'm just trying to defend myself. But every year we're practicing, right? Everything is harder. We, we're Everything is everything faster. It keeps getting better. And then all of a sudden, the things that you used to do are no longer acceptable. You, you're no longer, you know, like when you're 10 years old and somebody's calling you names, sure, kick him in the face. He's, he'll be fine. All <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> but once, you, once you've been doing that kick, kick for an, an extra 10 years, you know, when you're 20 years old and somebody calls you a name... Just let them call your name. You know you can't you can't afford to get involved with what the world is doing anymore because the world is not the world is and is not developing. For the most part, they're kind of trying to stay in the same place. You have people who are developers, and they go out and they basically take society to the next level of understanding. Whether you're talking about technology and you know Steve Jobs and you know just different ideas, you have people who are pushing things forward. Well, I think that. In the martial arts world, uh, you have people who are really just trying to see who they can beat, and that does not even take development. It takes development to a, a degree, but what if everybody you start beating is not as good as you? The only way you can really develop is if you can make sure that you're measuring against your own self, right? So today I'm this good, tomorrow I need to be this good, right? right. and not, not, yeah. And, and not to mention, man, like another a whole side note on it is like, man, the uses I found for martial arts uh, blew me away. Like I had no idea all the stuff you could do with it. When I went when I was 16, I was I was writing like, uh, you know, secret codes. I started doing music and dance and uh, I learned Chinese. All those things that I learned were from the the traits that, that were established from training martial arts, patience, repetition. Right. Yeah. And, you know, confidence, just continually doing those different things. That's so when I was studying Chinese, it felt the exact same way as martial arts did. And when I wrote my first book, it felt the exact same way that martial arts did, because it's the same sensations, the sensation of development. It's not the, the sensation of what the world will try to establish it as, as some form of. Gladiator entertainment. I mean, I know like the world is like it's really bored, but what, which is the real problem. We're so bored. So we want to see people go out and do great things. You know, we want to see people go do great things. And it doesn't matter whether or not we're working on ourselves. We want to watch other people do it. And so they're like, hey, man, why don't you two guys, you know, fight each other? And it's like, why don't you go out and find a hobby? You know what I'm saying? Why don't you go out and find a way that you can develop yourself? Because once you do that, your life is going to be more enhanced. And so you won't feel the need to watch entertainment all the time. You're only bored because you're not doing anything. Once you start to to take on challenges for yourself, whether it's martial arts or whether it's swimming or piano, once you start taking on those challenges, you won't have that much time to sit around and, and do nothing. And your life feels like, wow, because I understand how to play this song, I can participate in these types of events, I can talk to these types of people. You'll find out your world just continues to grow as you continue to grow. And if you don't grow, your world doesn't grow. Oh, hold on. My kids are complaining. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah, do your thing.
0: I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. My, the repetition, I think, for sure, for me, I mean, like, that's helped. Um.
1: Well, repetition is one thing, and that's one of the thing, reasons why I want my kids to learn martial arts. Yeah. Just to learn a little bit of hardship, uh, things that doesn't takes effort to develop
0: the thing is like it yeah, could, be, it, could, it, yeah, could be, it could, be yeah like it could be anything too like it's g- gong fu right gong yeah. fu is skill right or um, something perfect
1: over a long time so
0: it, that could be some people have gong fu in piano playing piano you know playing basketball right. um so yeah those traits yeah it could be applied so um and I mean one thing I've been thinking about uh with martial arts is uh like, so the one question I was thinking about is like okay uses for it so you brought up a good point like uses for it like when when should you use martial arts so originally martial arts was born out of warfare right out of these basically yeah these countries um, that people were killing each other and it was to kill yes. kill maim or subdue right and uh, yeah But now, like, now it's become, with, like, the mixed martial arts, UFC, it's become a sport. Now, um, you know what? There, There is, I understand that there is a certain draw. Like, for no matter what, I think there's certain people who are drawn to combat sports, um, like boxers. Now, as far as, like, now, as far as health-wise, you bring up a good point. As far as, like, health-wise, for those participants, it's probably not the healthiest choice but i don't know some of these because i i did a film a documentary on mixed martial arts fighters and these guys like they're they want to struggle and sacrifice for this sport and i'm like okay you don't get that much money and you're gonna probably sure. take years off of your life so you know um but they want to do it um so i just i just want like I've, I've been watching some of your videos robert and like yeah. Okay. Let's 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 talk about let's talk about mixed martial arts. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. yeah. Sure. 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 I mean,
0: some people choose it. I mean, do you think that's a valid choice if they want to compete in the combat sports?
2: I think that one. You have you have two aspects to this that are very important. One, you must always do uh, what's in your heart, and that is because in the end, everything that we're doing is really nothing anyway it's like we're going to come we're going to say some stuff we're going to do some stuff and we're going to die you know and so if you don't do what's in your heart before those times before that time you pass out then you kind of wasted your time and so so it, and there are people obviously that do have that in their heart to go and fight and compete and they're doing the right thing because they're they're following where, where you know where their heart is calling the the downside being is that we're very inf- are very easily influenced as a species, and so what is in your heart might not really be what's in your heart. It could be in your head. Oh. It could be something that you you've heard so many times, and you've been fed so many times, right? And because you've been fed so many times, you've you've grown up, and now that has become what you believe to be in your heart. And so that's that's really so there is a confusion. So there, but we need we need people doing everything. You know, you need people to go out there and. For whatever reason, to uh, expand and, and learn and develop, so we can see and research, you know, because uh, there's a lot of things we do we do get to see uh, from guys in MMA. They're they're testing, and you know, everything they're doing is uh, is traditional anyway. They're just using it in the format that we that is you know is newer to the world. We have television now, and we have you know new kind times types of pads and everything like that. And so uh, there's a lot of good research going in there, and you can learn a lot uh, from watching it. But myself, my point is because, like you said, there's, there, there's a lot of different types of martial artists. You have the guys that, you know, the, a lot of styles were developed for military reasons, so those guys did not plan on having a long life. Now, you have a lot of other styles that were developed uh, basically for survival, and survival includes old age. You see what I'm saying? So okay. it's like what you're trying okay. to So, like, there's a time where you may have to fight to preserve your life so you can keep living. Like when I was in Ohio, we had, we had to fight to keep going on, to get the math class, right? And then there's a time where you have to fight to not fight because it's like, well, you got to measure out what you're doing. It's like, okay, the risks that are involved, and I don't think so much of yourself, but more, you got to eventually grow to a, to a level where you start seeing what's going on with other people over yourself. Right. And so if you start thinking about like for myself, it's like and I think a lot of people know the feel, this this sensation. If you're hitting somebody really hard. Right. uh, You need to really have a good reason. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You you, you better have a good. If you're going to hit somebody and you're going to break bones, that's fine. Right. But you should definitely have something that justifies that. That's what I'm saying. And so if you're if you're if you're going to really hurt people, well, in my personal opinion, uh, he should be an enemy, not, not not an opponent, right? And on another aspect of that is, like, we have a lot of enemies around the world. We have places where people are doing this human trafficking all the time, and, you know, I mean, we're dealing with issues of poverty. Like, why, if you have all these abilities that other people do not have, why not look into some of those dangerous areas that other people can't. It, like In my mind, martial artists are the real police officers. I mean, even police officers have to learn martial arts, right? Right. So as a martial artist, you have a responsibility the same way that a lifeguard does. Now, you can be in competitive sports and you know swimming as much as possible, but in my heart, I think that it's more important to see if anybody out there is drowning. And so in order to get into a, a frame of mind where you're ready for uh, real combat, maybe protecting your community. I mean, look at, does the world look like it's getting calmer now? When we look outside and we see what's going on in the news, is everything slowing down? We got there. We got stabbings happening today, right? We got stabbings yeah. and London, explosions yeah, yeah. And, t- and terrorists. All this stuff is happening right now and everybody's acting like martial arts is made for a game. It, it Like, that pisses me off. It's like, dude, pay attention to what's going on around you. Stop Stop doing everything you can to not think. Right? There are people to fight, and fight those guys. Fight the guys that make you so poor that you can't even, you know, find a life without fighting. It shouldn't have been like that in the first place. So it's, it's. I, I think right now the really the biggest issue with the martial arts community, internal and external, is there's not a lot of guys thinking about what it what it was made for, because they they think they understand the origin of where it came from, and they don't. That's a that's a whole different conversation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think? I wonder if that's like a Western idea. Do you think? Like, uh, I can't imagine like the old masters from Hong Kong and Taiwan are thinking that way. I don't say China because a lot of the masters got kicked out of China and went to
0: like Malaysia or Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. Taiwan,
1: Hong Kong, and Australia.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, (laughs) yeah. so. So. So uh, just for our listeners, Robert had to step away for a minute to check his ki- uh, on his kids. But, um, So you're saying, like, I guess the philosophy of martial arts has... I it, mean, I, I think it,
1: back these days, if you're in, in the U.S. or in the Western countries, and you're studying martial arts, it's more of a hobby. So okay. you, you kind of, like, think of uh, in a different way. Back in the day when you started martial art, you kind of like actually became part of the school and that's all you did.
0: Yeah. You became, it was kind of like a gang, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: Or a family. Family,
0: okay, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, family. One thing I was thinking about um, is, okay, there, uh, so there is this whole like, um, okay, you guys saw the, and Robert, I know you saw this, but like the Tai Chi guy, whatever gets beat up by the MMA guy, did you see that no. video, the 10-second video? Yeah, where yeah. yes, yeah.
2: yes, I saw that. I saw. that. Yeah, yes,
0: so yes, um, yes. I, 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 we, we since we're talking martial arts, let's let's touch on it for a bit. I want I don't want to talk too much about it because I, um, uh, here okay, here's here's my take on it real quick. It's just that he actually yes. did a he did an interview afterwards. There's like a twenty minute interview in Chinese he did with a Chinese reporter, uh, Xu, Xu Xiaodong, I think is is the MMA guy and. Uh, for the most part, he he understands that traditional martial arts, there's some good stuff there. Tai Chi, right. Wing Chun, all those stuff, all yes, those things, yes, right? Yes, yes. But he says 99% of those people don't can't fight, and you know what? I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that's the right percentage, <laughs> but I mean, most of those people don't do it for fighting, right? We're going yeah. back to that thing about like health, or they do it for other reasons. Yeah. So, no, yeah, it's true. A high percentage of those people probably can't fight. But, dude, like, there's some Tai Chi guys or some guys who do Tai Chi and other stuff that, like, could whip ass, right? Yeah. Um, and I... Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, and it's... It, it, it comes down to individual versus individual, right? Yeah. yeah. Because that MMA guy, yeah, he's been course, training for yeah. a while, but then, like, you gotta, you, you gotta also see who is he challenging. Like, some a Tai Chi guy who just does only Tai Chi, then i'm sorry but like yeah. you gotta do tai chi and some other stuff like some ground fighting some whatever to like you know figure it out and there's guys who do that there's like that that um nico chip guy i sent you guys videos on he he does tai chi and he does mix you know brazilian jiu-jitsu and like you said back to your point robert it was like all these arts um basically brazilian jiu-jitsu is based off of jiu-jitsu which is which is a uh, uh which has influence from judo and all the Japanese jujitsu traditional jiu-jitsu that's forms that's from Japan, which could be related to the Chinna of China. I mean, I'm not too sure about the lineage, but we can we can we can we can trace it if we want to. Um, I mean come on, yeah. Like, yeah, and all the and boxing, like Western boxing is only like Western boxing they used to have their hands like way out in the front, It's like kind of ineffective. But then the Filipinos They start bringing it closer, right? And showing up and like, dude, it's just the evolution of the art. Um, So I don't understand this whole traditional versus... Basically, my point is this traditional versus MMA thing is kind of already a weird question to begin with because, Mm -hmm. like you said, MMA is based off of traditional arts. Um, I mean, so the Xu Xiaodong guy, and I think they're making him out to be more of a demon or... Anti traditional traditionalist than he is, I guess, for to make ticket sales or whatever. But um, for the most part, it's just individual versus individual and taking what they want and need, you know, from the arts and using it. That 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 Tai Chi guy, that guy looks like he sucked. <laughs> like real talk. I'm sorry, yeah. but
2: but, well, and but yeah. Do you and that, have some thoughts on Xu that? Shao, yet? Yeah, it, uh, that's what Xu Xiaodong was doing. Like. I think every martial artist, internal or external, like if they, under, if they actually heard what Chu Chao Dong was doing, are in agreement with it. Uh, because what he was doing is saying that this guy said he had an invincible punch and nobody could hit him and all these different things like that. And you know, uh, martial arts uh, has always rivaled with um, magic in, in the world, in the, you know the Asian world. And so a lot of people are more interested in magic than they are in martial arts. And the two worlds haven't really been uh, separated because at a high level of martial arts, you can do things that really appear magical or like a very high level of science in physics, right? Uh, but it's much easier to pretend you're that good than to be that good. And with the way society is now, with everybody trying to make uh, money and you know having occupations and different things, well, there's not a... Nobody's researching it. it it's not a question of just individual versus individual it really comes down to a question of research like you said with boxing boxing when it first began it was very very ineffective but think about how all of the millions of dollars that have been invested into it all the coaches and people practicing and champions that came out and then those guys taught more people man it has been like just enriched with resources right and of course now you know and people and that's that's the other thing for these guys in the, in the, in the Eastern world of martial arts. If, if like my dad taught me real young, if you think boxing doesn't work, you're stupid. <laughs> you're going to, you you have, you're really stupid because a boxer only has, he only has eight moves that he has to do plus defense. And, you know, and he's going to do them all day long as hard as he can. So like, if you got a style that has 80 moves, right. And you spend some time uh, hitting things. Sometimes, you know, kind of looking into it, it's going to take you a lot longer to digest that. So, one, I mean, like, and it's fine, whatever route you want to, want to choose, because I think that, like, there's, there's advantages in both, you know. Like, uh, I think boxing can really help you really quickly to defend yourself. But on the long scale, you might be able to find more enjoyment in being able to do more, it, it, depending on how you think, that's that, whatever, you know. like. But I think that what the, the big issue is is that in Asian martial arts, there has, they haven't researched them against another style, and, and you know, with the with the with the new world, uh, really at all. We everybody here is, is a martial artist. Plus, uh, you know, you're a teacher. You're doing all these other jobs to support yourself, and so, and even in that, there've always been so much mystery. The reason why people can go out and do these demonstrations and like pretend they're pushing somebody. And and everybody flies back.
1: Oh God! Pretend or not
2: pretend. Did, right? Like you see those all the time, right? The reason why that happens is because everybody, all the real martial artists are just so polite. They're so polite that they they watch it and they're just like, well, you know, it's not my business. They know, you know what I mean. They know it's not real because we practice every day and stuff like that doesn't happen. Right? You know, <laughs> we're hitting stuff. We do it every day and that doesn't happen. So what we do, what they end up doing is like, it's like, well, you know, it's not my place to say, you know, and so they let it go and you get more and more of these guys. And so what Xu Xiaodong did was came out and he just put one of those particular kind of guys in check and it's like, that's a good thing. That's how people used to handle things. It's not, we're not in the wild West anymore where it's, uh, you know, where that's the way things go down all the time, but it does, it does, it, it doesn't do anything but help us. But what America did, the with, with, with American media did, was they ran that into the whole traditional uh, verse, you know, modern. Right. Because American media is the same one that also turned, uh, you know, east side hip hop against west side hip hop. And you know what? That that was wow. how they stole hip hop. You see, they, like the media is so manipulative. All they want to do is have ownership over it. And so, how they're going to get ownership over something that's thousands of years old and from Asia? They have to retitle it, right? Retitle it. It's modern, like it's always been theirs, right? This is effective, and this is the place where it's used, and this will prove, right? You know, you are either a martial artist or you're not. So the media always has its own agenda. This is not really between martial artists. The media just wants to own it, like they like they like they took skateboarding, like they took jazz they're always going to find a way to get their hands on it and take it so they can sell it right it comes down to money and so it's it, this is a uh, but it, you know it creates it creates opportunities but if people are, are paying attention yeah, I I don't really know where where people are are at in their understanding of what martial arts is but the majority of people are basically just swept up by the, the loud noise you know the the whole trumpness of everything and so they hear that oh yeah modern over in MMA and they I you, they, they don't even think about what it means. They don't even think about what it sounds like. It's like, how can you... Even if MMA was more effective, like, I'm I'm just saying this. Just devil's advocate and everything. <laughs> even if it was, right? You know, like, seriously, right? Uh, it's still based on what was before it. So you're talking about, like, you know, one form of, you know, do you like Algebra 1 or Algebra 2? That would be, at the very best, it's still the same thing, right? Now, in, in my in my world uh, I can easily what I'll say is that like you have to get in there sometimes and trade with people you don't know to understand what your, what your art is all about um, but there's a lot of damage that's going to be done in that learning process that's fine you can do it for a year a few years you can kind of go you know maybe do it once a year however you want to you know, align your schedule to make sure your theories work you gotta make sure you're not doing dance right And the only way to know that is to to see how the physics actually works. There's a lot of stuff that works just fine, but you're using it way wrong at the wrong time, and maybe even against the wrong guy, you know? Mm. And uh, so, you know, like, there's there's ways, like, if you want to – you can measure your stuff. The thing is, these guys are coming in here, like I said, without any fighting uh, understanding. So most traditional martial arts is meant to deal with a single oncoming attack, right?, that's just how they practice it. That's just how it's been laid out because they passed it down from scrolls, and they look at the you know the book. Imagine if you were looking at a boxing book, you know, and you just saw pictures of it. You think it was very still, you know, kind of you know uh, sharp kind of movements, right? Yeah. You wouldn't realize that people were bobbing and weaving and sticking and jabbing and using all kinds of footwork to use those moves. And that's the same thing that happened with with martial arts. There is all these. Different ways that were common sense back in the day, how to move and adjust your range before you do a wrist lock, before you, you know, how to distract somebody and get in. That was all common sense back in the day, right? But after, you know, years of just like, you know, you have the Great Cultural Revolution, which really just destroyed the ego of martial arts, in my opinion. For sure,
0: yeah. A yeah. lot of
2: guys, you know what I'm saying, just like it just, it just, it just crushed their, uh, you know, their confidence in it. And so they just put it down. And they didn't even pick it back up again, really, for the most part, until Bruce was like, "Hey, this stuff is actually pretty cool." And people, like, yeah, this is pretty cool. So it kind of, it's like you threw away all these books on it, right, and burn them all up, and now it's cool again. And so now, who you're going to have be your representatives are these guys that I grew up watching, and I love. But the reality is, is like you're, you know, we're watching uh, Jackie Chan, who is a uh, he's a performer, right, and he's 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 a great he's a great performer, and in. In many ways, what he does is more dangerous than martial arts, right? Uh, you know you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. not martial artists jumping off buildings to, to prove a point, you know? And so – but basically what that did was give people kind of this uh, dramatic uh, idea or this, this – it's not like – even if Jackie Chan, like I said, is doing the same moves of traditional art. It's just – it's something about the rhythm, about the grit, about the, uh, the reality. You can kick somebody with a pretty kick. I've done it before, you know? but it just comes out at kind of like a very unexpected time, you know? And so, uh, I think that the Eastern world needs to make sure, if they want to consider their themselves, uh, you know, uh, 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 fighting style still, they need to make sure they are continually researching and, uh, and comparing and going out and, and, you know, and helping out, you know, with uh, with MMA. They should be collaborating with them. Right, right. And right. Uh, MMA, and MMA, yeah. And if MMA guys want to get more depth in what they're doing if they want more options they should instead of trying to compete compare (coughs) they should actually just try it because like what an mma guy has a lot of times that other guys don't have what you you learn is timing timing is everything right it doesn't matter what you do if you do it well timed and so they may be able to find themselves using a lot of (coughs) traditional movements better if they want to you know, but like you said, how, how important is it to you? That's what it comes down to, right? You know, how how much do you want for that? Or do you... <clears throat> well, let me get a drink of water.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did... Oh, sorry. You... Now, yeah, go. Yeah, uh, you're good, man. So, like, Dan, like, uh, so what were your thoughts on that video when you first saw it? Like, I mean, it's it's kind of like, I I, I don't want to talk too much, but yeah, it's just...
1: <laughs> you, well, that's the thing, right? I, I think this master, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but... Uh, I'm sure a lot of masters these days have not practiced the martial part of their martial art. Right. they have just, just, just like thinking about um, the forms and forms only, and they don't actually do the application, and which is the most important part. You have to know what you're doing.
2: And you got to look. I mean, here's it. the real reality is this, you know, and uh, it sounds so harsh in a sense, but it's kind of like don't be scared to get hit. I think there's something about, like, the, the, uh, the culture that feels like if you get hit, you've somehow, like, failed or you're em- it's embarrassing or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, it's, but how, can you def- how can you have great defense if you don't have somebody who's using great offense against you? You won't even know, right? There's no way to know that. So, yeah, that's just my two cents, you yeah. know.
0: So, uh, one but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dan, did you have anything to add on that point? I was going to segue to something else.
1: Well, one last point about that is like definitely you have to be willing to get hit, but not only that, you have to not think that one strike is going to do it all. I think every yeah. a lot of martial arts think that one punch <laughs> they just have to nail that one punch and that's
0: it,
2: yeah, yeah, but and it's that's, all about comedy. that's BS, yeah, yeah exactly.
0: there's like that's why yeah, those exactly. MMA, yeah, MMA guys they can take a lot of hits, but. One thing I think they're lacking is, uh, like, what you're saying is the the internal power generate or that kind of the softness and fluidity of the internal arts, which I think can help them. Um, but anyways, uh, one thing I was gonna talk about is like, so like it seemed like race was uh, be, was a source of conflict for you growing up, right, Robert? Now I'm curious because your kids are your kids are black and Asian. They're Blasians, I guess, is the term or that's right. That's right. Yes, that's right. right. So, like, what's
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Have, okay? I mean, have they got picked on in Taiwan? What's what's? Uh, I mean, like, I don't. If you if you want to talk about, it, I mean, I don't want to get too personal, but like, um.
2: Oh yeah, no, man. You know, I, I love. Like, if if it's not real, then there's nothing worth talking about. Yeah, to me that's yeah. just how I feel about it. So, but you know what people always say. I don't know why they say these things. But they'll say silly stuff like, "Oh, there's no racism here," or "There's no, oh, they don't do that in Taiwan," and it's like. I understand what you mean you're you're not what you're what you're meaning is is that nobody's deliberately uh trying to create a kkk group out here in taiwan oh god sure I, right you know what i'm saying I, sure but you know when they go out you know I, it was like geez almost even two years ago they're going out and they're playing you know and they're one in like two you know and uh, some other kids like you know uh get the curly hair boys i was like get the curly hair boys those are my boys. You know what I'm saying, right? So you know they run. You know, and they, they just realized that they look different, obviously, right? And then so, uh, so right after that, even though they're only one and two, I talked to my wife. I was like, they got to start training right now. Wow. And then so, yeah, I was like, they got to start training right now because like, no teacher is going to be there in time to help them. You know, and then and there are times they come home with like you know scrapes and scratches or whatever you know. And so I was like, okay, well I'm just show you guys how to do it. And then uh, now, you know, like we we went out. We went out maybe like six months ago and these boys were like kind of like trying to push my my son. You know, and I was just like, I was like, pop, you know, and then Solomon just, you know, he just steps back and just jabs his kid right in the face. <laughs> like, you know, and I said, I said, Solomon, I said, stop. So everybody who was watching thought I said, stop. And Solomon jabbed his cat because I told him to jab this cat. Because it's like for me, it's like, look, man, you don't want people messing with your like Life is really hard. So don't go getting into fights at all right but don't let anybody think it's okay to start fights with you either
0: right right
2: yeah. if somebody's going to start if somebody's going to start fights with you they didn't know they need to know this is a very uncomfortable thing and we need to go find somebody else that's how you preserve yourself you don't you know what i'm saying allow people to have their kicks on you and, and you know get back to it hey there's a whole the whole thing i think what it comes <laughs> down to is the i don't know there, there, there's this you got to be a man Right. And I think that that definite that used to be so important. That used to be more important than making money at one point. It's oh. more important to be a man than to have money. And what a man really included before was aspects. One, yes, you had to be tough, but two, you had to be honorable. Right. You had to have you had to have honor. So you had to think about what you were doing. But the same account. But like you can't be scared to fight, but you can't be scared to not fight. You know, you got you can't be manipulated by what people think about the situation. You have to call it what it is. You know, and, and let it be. And so for them, they're going to grow up in this new world that I've never even seen before. I mean, I've never heard about black kids growing up in, uh, you know, uh, or blazing kids growing up in Taiwan. I don't know what to think about it. You know, I don't know what, what to know about I know they'll be able to fight. I know they'll be the best moving kids on the playground, you know, and I know that I'll teach them to be humble and be nice. And uh, Taiwan is not perfect by any means. But I have never had. I've never had an issue here because uh, gosh, I mean, like, let me see. I've had issues here because I was black, but in 15 years, you know, maybe two times. I've had more issues here because I'm a foreigner. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, yeah, and and that is really, and that's still like four times, you know, uh, you'll find out a lot more if you go to like uh, mainland China. Then, yeah, you'll run into issues of being a foreigner quite often and maybe black too. But here in Taiwan, man, it is not an issue. What I need to do is like, you know, how can I help Taiwan to become more international, you know, yeah. so that my kids can, can grow up in a place that's not so, you know, closed. That's what I mean. I want, I want them to be able to buy, you know, fubu walking down the street, you know, and see, you know what I mean? I want them to be able to, to experience, you know, the full abundance of life, but I got to figure out how to, to communicate that to Taiwan. So no matter, no matter where you go, you're going to have a fight, and that's going to take all your kung fu. You know what I'm saying, and uh, uh, just work together, and you know, it, you know, it it, it find its way. I think another problem to say to say the reality of it is is that you know uh, patriotism in a lot of ways is also just a distraction. I don't feel like there's just because you were born in a place that you belong to a place. Mm-hmm. You know, like just because you're you were born on that dirt, now you need to honor that dirt. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, I love what, what we yeah. what we come from and the policies and the education that we had and, uh, you know, the benefits that we get. But I don't think that I should have to spend a whole bunch of money because I want to go to, you know, Korea and, you know, sign all these documents because I want to go to Brazil. You know, like, what, who's slave? Who, who do I owe this to? Who do I need to explain myself to? So, myself personally, I just don't, you know, I'm a world. The, the world is mine. Right. Right. So, after, I think, yeah, you know, I think after a while, it's kind of like, you just got to. Make sure you're taking care of your, your family and your community, right, wherever you choose to be. Grow, develop, and if, if an opportunity comes to move somewhere else, then go check that out too because, you know, we don't have so long here. Yeah. Uh, you want to see as much as you can. And I, There's been there's been so many awesome things I've experienced in, in America and so many awesome things I've experienced here, and I'm not going to limit myself to just the two. You know, when my kids get to the right age, I'm going to go someplace else that I haven't been before. That's just the way to do it, you know, in my personal opinion. That's awesome, so, man
0: uh I, one thing i wanted to ask was about like your wife and your wife's family because they're they're native taiwanese is that correct yes yes yeah. thats right like were they pretty accepting of you uh, being being black was there any conflict there
2: oh actually uh um when, my my wife when, when her her mom was very very exceptional in um ex a, 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 a accepting me she was she was nothing like any of the you know other. I had some other encounters. You run into encounters uh, with people you know like they can talk to you or they you're you're nice on TV, but they can never like actually date you.
0: Right, you know? yeah. That's very
2: common. That's that's very common for black people. That's in America too. You know, you can you can talk to her, you can have fun, but you know you do not date. <laughs> but uh, you do you don't see that too much out here. Um, maybe more back in the day. I think after Obama became president, it really changed a lot. About how black people look out here.
0: Oh, cool. But when yeah. I met my wife,
2: yeah, yeah, well, my my wife was so uh, her her, she had never considered it before. She she was just like you know I'm Taiwanese and she never thought about, you know, being with a foreigner before. But we had very, uh, I don't know. We just had such a connection and communication, and you know, it was like exactly, you know, what what we needed, and uh, and so her mom was just so inviting of that that like, you know, her mom invited after we started dating for like a, a year. You know, her mom invited me to come live with them. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't live with with parents anymore. Excuse me. But, you know, all of a sudden it was like, you know, my wife was like, this is like, you know, would do her a true dishonor if you say no. I was like, oh my gosh, I guess I got to go live with her parents, you know. And so (laughs) I lived, it was like a sitcom, man. It was crazy. It's like, you know, the black dude and all the Chinese people, I just wake up, you know, how you guys doing, you know, and you see, you know, they cook good food and, we had a great time, uh, even though it was uh, way different than I expected. After, after a while, though, it was kind of like, yo, you know, when we started having babies, it's like, look, I need my place. I cannot be, you know, <laughs> having, having babies and grandmas in the same place. That's just not going to happen. We got to be dealing with one thing at a time. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was a blessed time. And I was, so I've been really accepted here and uh, also very accepted to uh, my Kung Fu master, uh, you know, Wu Gojong. He really took me in like family, too. And so I really got to see a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of understanding of the the culture on an inside perspective. Yeah,
0: I'm. Hey, man, I'm. 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 am curious to see how your experiment, your 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 experiment, turns out with like the kids, oh. the the black Asian kids, uh, like in Taiwan. Like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. I, I I haven't really heard about that, but it seems like they're it seems like they're doing really well. Cause I like your kids like modeling yeah, or something.
2: T- yeah, yeah, modeling, and they uh, you know, the the cool thing is they you know they speak Chinese and English you know fluently so that's that's awesome. that's, that's pretty cool that's they're, awesome. yeah they're so young but they they they, they still talk to me oh.
0: <laughs> so yeah um i think well let's wrap it up yeah right, yeah, yeah, yeah should... but they just... yeah go
2: ahead sorry sorry that's I... oh, no, no, okay right yeah yeah i was i was saying so yeah being out here or being anywhere i think i think what, what somebody else said to me before i'll kind of remember on this right if you really want to understand your country you got to leave it and then after you've done that, then you could decide whether or not you want to, you know, you want to go back. I, I think that makes a lot of sense because once you see something from inside and in out, uh, you can see what it's really about. And I have, I have hope one day after maybe after this Trump season or after some uh, uh, some of the issues start to wind down. I think all it needs, bottom line, America needs just a little bit of like humility. Just a little dose would be good for everybody, you know, because just so you can calm down. And stop fighting because you think you're right all the time. None of, none of us are right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the point. Nobody's nobody's completely right. And so stop assuming you are. Let's stop arguing. Start cooperating. And be the way that everybody thinks that we are. Or or thinks that we were. Now everybody knows that we're not. You know? Now they know that we're divided. And <laughs> right. so and that, that just shows weakness. You know what I mean? And so anyway. But yeah, yeah. So uh, one day, one day, I hope, I hope to go back.
0: I feel you man um, So let's wrap it up um, I think What would you like to do Dan Do so you want to do a language corner Or you want to do Like a martial arts tips um,
1: I think we should probably Do a martial arts tips Because I mean We've This whole podcast has been primarily Focused on martial arts Okay
0: okay. And great. Robert's
1: actually Doing some moves right now Oh
0: nice so I'm going to take a screenshot Yeah nice <laughs> Um Okay, let
2: I'm me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I
0: can't, I can't help myself. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel you, man. I'm, I'm copying you right now. <laughs> um, okay, let's do a martial arts. Oh, tip. right, right. 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 Uh, dan, you want you want to lead us with like a tip you're thinking of, or you want me? Yes. <laughs> I
1: have to think about this one. Okay,
0: let me. Uh, so uh, one tip I've been thinking about is I've been doing a lot of dan zhuang. Uh, so like that's like standing still. I've been doing okay. that. Uh, I yes. tried. I've been doing like where you're like, you pretend you're like holding a balloon and you just stand there and you just try not to think too much. And I've been doing that for the past yes. week or so, just try to do like 30 minutes a day just standing. And um, one thing I've noticed is that uh, with my movements, just everyday movements, I'm able, because I've taken that time to like, be conscious of myself and you know check in with my body like when I do like movements like closing a door or opening a car uh, Or driving I'm a little bit more yeah. relaxed and I have more intention in each of these things because I, yeah. I can kind of think so right. what my, my martial art tip for today is try practicing uh, maybe standing meditation or maybe even sitting meditation basically Taking time where yep. you're not thinking or you know, you're not taking in any input, you're just sitting there or standing there and you're just chilling absolutely. and checking in with your body. Because yeah. I think, I don't know, for me, by standing still or by sitting still, I think I move better. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As you're, you're talking, that's cool. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah. So, um, Dan, you want to, you got anything or,
1: yeah, um, uh, I, I. Uh, Going back to the traditional versus modern or whatever, uh, I I think that a lot of people are starting not doing like the forms, and there's so many things that you could actually dissect from each form, and you don't have to learn like ten thousand of them, but you should know at least like two or three of of your martial art and know it well because that is the language of your style, and if you know how to use the applications within the forms, I think and, and just. Doing it over and over and over again, your body's gonna learn that that style and that language that and that fighting, that the fighting language of, of your martial art.
0: Mm, yeah, because the form is like uh like a character or no like a like the alphabet. Of the handbook. Your, yeah. It's like the handbook of your form, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Well, yeah, that's what. Uh, on that same note, like, because your form is basically the ABCs, right? So once you learn the ABCs, you should be able to use those letters not in the same order. You, know, you don't always have to say A, B, C, D. Sometimes you need to spell words out B, A, D, and uh, you know uh, whatever you need to do, and then eventually you need to get into to grammar. And I think the reason why, uh, like he's saying, if you don't... When you see the form at first, it's very two-dimensional. This guy goes this way, and this guy goes this way. If you keep practicing it and looking at it and changing your footwork and your, your positioning on it, you'll be able to see that it's actually very three-dimensional and then so it's basically a sphere right Mm. and so you should be able to uh, it should become your natural reaction not just in a two dimensional level which means you got to really practice this this movement from a lot of different uh, angles so you know somebody might be punching up you might be punching down your feet might be tied together you might be in a phone booth and so check all your movements that's true and all the yeah check all your movements in all the different scenarios because it really does change the way you stand, the way you hit, the way you understand what that movement is. And then later on, your natural reaction. When, then, when, If you actually are going to use it, you shouldn't think about anything. You, sh- you actually shouldn't try to do anything. You should just let your body react and do exactly what it's been doing. Right? So, like, at that particular point, you can use all these kind of, uh, I don't want to say, like, fractions and variations of the movement without actually having to do the whole thing. But your, your body has now become the movement. And so whatever happens, you can just handle it, and you're just going to have more force. You're going to have more balance. You're going to have more, you know, uh, uh, accuracy in your technique. So, yeah, like you said, fi- my advice is, you know, the same as Dan was saying, is uh, find your form and then check it out. Like, what happens if you try to do this move and somebody grabs you? What happens if you try to do this move you know, somebody's kicking you? You know, and so like, you're going against a boxer. You need to try the move against all the different possible scenarios. And so by, by doing it with different tools, with weights, without weights, with weapons, uh, by that time, you'll really understand what the move is and, and, and how to better, more effectively use it.
0: Yep. Awesome. Dude, hey, uh, Robert, J Arnold, thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, let us I'd love to check back with you um, some other time, maybe in the near future, if that's cool for you, man.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm always here, you know, enjoying things. It's, it's an honor talking to you guys, man, having fun
0: together awesome. awesome thank you thank you so much Dan. Thank any last thoughts oh no i
1: have really i've really uh enjoyed this conversation
0: cool awesome well oh, um thanks. so yeah um this is going to be a young uh, aka james signing off uh dan
1: and this is dan aka yin signing off and i see robert's
0: kid <laughs> and then rob you want to sign off for us <laughs> i know
2: yeah all right yeah guys thank you so much man uh, i hope everybody's doing well and blessed you know Continue to develop and train alright
0: alright thanks so much man alright thank yeah. you thank I'll you. see you guys have see a you. good All day right. have a good day. Right. Thank day thank you
2: bye relationships
0: getting you down and young racism's making you drown